there's so much paraphernalia that we carry around as florists, you know, <laughs> tarps, buckets, saws, everything. And Lucy's hilarious. She's always got an axe on her, you know, she's like, she's a warrior maiden. Um, I feel like I'm listening to an episode of Dexter or something. You described everything for the perfect murder. <laughs> oh my God. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding craves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so that you can learn from us and to help grow your wedding business. Today on this episode of Perspective, we're talking to Julia Kirk, a fine art florist based in the Scottish Highlands. Inspired by the wild beauty of the Highlands, Julia works as Wild Gorse Studios, which isn't just a place for her to create, but also to inspire. We're really excited to introduce you to Julia today, as whenever we're asked by couples for recommendations for florists in the Highlands, the Wild Gorse Studios is always at the top of our list. This episode is of course sponsored by With Jack, but I will get onto that a little bit later in the show. However... Greg, what are we drinking? Uh, I've got some ice cold latte. Mm. Got, it actually just arrived an hour ago in the post. Mm. So I wasn't going to be drinking this, but when it arrived, I was like, damn, I've got to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, from, it's from a place called The Estate Dairy, and they're using some Jer- Guern- Guernsey whole milk and Origin Espresso. Okay. Comes in a bottle. It's, it's pretty good, actually. I'm not... A massive latte drinker, but yeah. this is pretty good. And have you made it up with uh, a whole bunch of ice and stuff like that? You, you you got that going? No, no, just in a glass, as it is. But it does say it serves well with ice. Mm. It says it's the perfect summer pick me up. Well, there you go. What What are you drinking? Uh, well, I am <laughs> I I am drinking um, some of my beans that I've drank on a previous episode. Uh, I believe it's called the Salcedo. From the Iron and Fire, which was part of my blue subscription box I have. Uh, I think that's the name. I actually forgot the packaging. I left that downstairs, so apologies. But I am drinking it from uh, this wonderful unicorn cup, (laughs) which when you pour the hot coffee in, reveals the rainbow hair. It's beautiful. It's magnificent. So (laughs) that's that's making me feel great. Uh, but we're joined uh, by Julia Kirk. How are you doing, Julia? Very well. How are you guys? Very well indeed. Well, All well. Good, thanks. Greg might be a little bit hungover, like I mentioned. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told you that in secret, Simon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we had another Zoom call with some of the guys from the office. Uh, okay. Had a few strong beers last night. Good. Like, didn't drink much, but some of them were really strong, like 8% beers. Uh, so gosh. I'm feeling it this morning. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> so what are you what are you drinking, Julia? Well, I am a bit of a tea Jenny, so I am drinking a bog standard builder's brew, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> um, but I am drinking it out of a beautiful Julia Smith ceramics mug, which is my favourite. So um nice. but yeah, gosh, if it's been a bad day if I don't have enough tea. I drink a lot of tea. <laughs> and how do you drink your tea? How do you take it? Really strong. Literally, uh, if I'm making tea for the rest of the house or the rest of my team, you can mm-hmm. tell which is my cup because it is dark, very dark. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Stand nice. your spoon up in it, tea. 
that's what I like to hear. I do, I do, I do drink. I, I, I probably, you know, I, I, we do enjoy really good coffee as well. Um, but I tend to be a little bit wired if I have too much. So, mm. um, it is after midday and I daren't drink a tea. So I drink a coffee even. Oh, yes. No, yeah. that's, that's fair. That is absolutely <laughs> fair. I think that's a good rule. I, I know some, I, when it gets past two o'clock, I really question whether I'm going to have this extra cup of coffee, but yeah, we, have, we haven't hit two yet. So yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, uh, I mean, and I get lots of tea made for me as well, which is even better. I prefer it actually. It tastes better, you know? <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's, uh, there's always this mi- misconception that I hear quite often um, when people say that tea doesn't have any caffeine. Well, I think it is. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's probably up there with coffee. Mm. It, it does have um, caffeine benefits to it, I think. And I actually, if I haven't, you know, if, if we're really busy at work and you're just feeling a little bit, you know, something's not right. And I, I mm. will genuinely look back and think, I just haven't drunk enough tea today. And ah, <laughs> so, there it is. <laughs> there Magic it is. brew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, proper tea, Jenny. Yeah, oh, I love it. You know, I have to say, uh, I am quite fond of tea um, when it goes to the more kind of outlandish kind of teas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say outlandish, but uh, I do enjoy a peppermint tea. Yeah, and um, I've got loads of mint in the garden just now as well. And um, oh so we've God, been doing be beautiful. lots of... Um, sort of cordials and like sort of Moroccan style mint teas as well. I've got this fabulous oh, nice. um, chocolate mint and it smells like chocolate. Ooh. It's insane. It's like, a, oh. it's like a, like a after eight, you know, it's just smells oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. So wow. um, yeah, lots of mint tea is good as well. And actually awesome. I'll, I'll quite often drink that in the evenings. Uh-huh. I think my other favorite would be ginger and lemon. Oh, That's good. Yes. That's really good if you've got like a wee sore throat. Yeah, but just or, uh, drinking it keeps your skin healthy. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Clears mm. those pores. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not up in all my uh, medicinal benefits of, of teas. <laughs> I just I just go for the taste. Yeah, and something that's just warming and yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Although the sun has been beating down today, so... Yeah, um, it's hot kind of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit bleak here today, to be honest. Mm. We had a beautiful, beautiful day yesterday. It was quite surprising, but um, yeah, bleak highlands. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so how have you been spending your time recently? Um, yeah, so it's been a strange time for us all. Um, I am not working in the studio at all at the moment. I'm working from home. Um, I... I think it's because, like most of us, we're we're juggling a lot of things when when you're working from home. I don't think it comes naturally to me because home life is a, a completely separate entity to what I do at work. Um, I, I have four teenage boys in this house, so I really struggle to kind of dip in every day. So I tend to let it build up a little bit and then hit it. You know, I'm totally in the zone and then uh, <laughs> find that I'm a lot more productive that way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so what have I been doing? I have, um, well, we've had a bit of change in our in our, in our our family setup. So we've been kind of remodeling the house. Uh, um, we're renovating a, a cottage up here, um, which we bought last year. So mm-hmm. we've actually had a bit of time to do bits and pieces and um, 
just kind of settle in and make home because when we moved in it was the peak of wedding season and you know it was yeah. we're literally still unpacking yeah. boxes and things like that here which oh. is actually it's been it's been a good experience um uh-huh. but the usual I've been baking you know the proverbial banana loaf and um, oh, yeah. <laughs> all the things <laughs> that we see on Instagram um and just really enjoying the garden actually because um I've literally been I've been here every day for the last three months. So every day something new is popping up, and and I don't I don't know what's there. So it's been a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a voyage of discovery, seeing what's going to pop up next. So that's been fantastic, yeah. and it's really lovely, old sort of unruly cottage garden. So I'm kind of toying with digging it all up and starting again because it is very unruly. But um, yeah. Perhaps I'll just embrace that. I'm not sure. Undecided. But yeah, lots of gardening, <laughs> lots of time at home with the boys and um, lots of walking as well. We've been discovering all the lovely walks that are in this area. We live in Glen Urquhart and oh. it's part of the Great Glen Way. So mm-hmm. we've been able right. to take lots of um walks and adventures i've got a little border terrier dog who um is loving it so yeah it's good (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm living the life of a retiree in some way as well it's um it's bearable (laughs) actually was watching one of your live instagram chats with one of your colleagues i think it was yeah catherine catherine that's right um i was i I was kind of uh i was in and out i was actually cooking at the time so I wasn't, okay. I wasn't engaging with the chat. I was just listening to uh, talk. Um, and I thought, oh, you know what? You've been on my list for a while to get on the podcast. So, yeah, um, that just reminded me. So, one, thank you very much for right, entertaining me that night. And two, thank you very much for joining us just now. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's, just, it's been a nice way just to connect with people in the industry and, and keep in touch with my own team as well. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's very important that um, certainly with Catherine, because she's my studio manager, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, it was great just to have a chat and um, catch up because, of course, we're all missing each other so much <laughs> because we're all yeah. working yeah. in our own little pods, aren't we? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you are you quite spread out, your team? or? Yeah, we are. I mean, I guess... I mean, you you know the Highlands very well anyway, mm. but um, you kind of have to travel a bit anyway. Catherine actually lives on the other side of uh, Loch Ness oh, and right. we're um, on the Glen Urquhart side, but it's still probably about a 40 minute drive to get to hers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's kind of standard for us up here. We always have to, to travel a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, but I mean, our studio is based over on Belladrum Estate, mm-hmm. so it's quite a nice central meeting point. Yeah, um, that's cool. And yeah, we have freelancers that come from all over the place as well. So, oh, very cool. You just get used to traveling. So, what we like to ask people in their own words: Who are you, and what do you do? Oh gosh, that's a big question. <laughs> um well it's a bit well gosh help it's a funny one because I've been thinking about this a lot actually whilst we've been in lockdown as well I said like who am I I kind of am my work as well you know because mm. I put so much of in it so um, obviously I'm Julia I am I'm a mother I have four teenage boys who 
you know, and that's been so much of my identity. But um, I, honestly, when you work in something that's very creative and you put so much of yourself into it, I think your whole identity is wrapped up in your own brand and your business as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, a, a, I'm a, a florist, but I take a very artistic approach, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I love to pursue all sorts of art mediums as well. It's just, you know, my business is surrounded by flowers and the industry. And I, I know that um, we're talking about weddings and whatnot, but we do a lot of other interesting installation work and um, exhibitions and things like that as well, which mm-hmm. is, is fun. So we, yeah, I, I, I view myself as an artist, you know, and it's mm-hmm. taken a long time to get to allow myself to say that. Because yeah. um, it sounds, I don't know, we have this kind of mentality where we're like, oh, are, am I an artist? But <laughs> yeah, I think I've got to that point now that I would absolutely say that that is my pursuit, you know, and yeah. it's wrapped up in who I am as well. Yeah, very cool. It has your journey to this point been quite a long one? Like, like how, how did you get into floristry? Gosh, a, a long time ago, actually. I've been doing this for over 20 years. Um, I trained back in the 90s and um, I was very fortunate to be offered uh, an apprenticeship at that time in Scotland, there wasn't really an accredited course that you could do. Um, even through colleges, you could study horticulture and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it kind of came on the back of um, wanting to go to art school. You know, I knew I was creative. I knew um, that I wanted to do something that was artistic, but the circumstances I had to, I had to work, you know, I had mm-hmm. to um, have an income as well. And um, I didn't even know floristry was a thing. I'll be honest. It was just really wasn't on my radar. And um, there was a, a lovely lady in my life at that time who was about to open a, quite a pioneering flower shop for, you know, when you, when you come through the eighties and you know, all of the sort of different styles and mm-hmm. fashions and trends. And so this was like mid to late nineties and she was doing something that was really quite edgy. And she actually had a very traditional old school floristry training. And so she taught me a lot. I did, I served my time. I did about a three or four year apprenticeship with her mm-hmm. and, um, I just kind of worked my way up and I was, I think it was, it was a very good time um, to get that experience and to work with somebody that was, you know, trained in a very old school manner, but also very pioneering and Mm. and pushing the trends of that time. Um, So that that was a great experience, but honestly, I didn't know floristry was even a job, you know? (laughs) 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 Um, So, and then I, I, I did that for, for many years and I took lots of dips in and out of, um, you know, having a family and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did other things. I've trained as a, as a milliner, um, worked in the fashion industry, did lots of sort of merchandising mm-hmm. and, uh, lifestyle and giftware buying. Okay. So I've dipped in and out of lots of different things, uh-huh. but really coming back to floristry, um, I, find myself in a situation again, you know, like almost, gosh, like 15 years later or something where um, I was kind of, 
a bit of a crossroads. And I'd taken a bit of a sabbatical out for myself, actually, just to um, get myself where I needed to be and um, work through some personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually a really good thing to do. I took a whole six months off and there was a real becoming in that time. It wasn't just a, an idle um, sort of season. Mm-hmm. It was a, a kind of soul searching sound, so twee, but it was <laughs> like, where am I going? What do I want to do? Uh-huh. And, and I was speaking to my partner and he's like, Julia, every time you talk about the flower industry, your face just lights up, <laughs> your countenance changes. And I'd, I'd been offered at that point, having not you know, as a school leaver and whatnot, mm-hmm. not going to art school, I applied and I did get an, un- an unconditional to go to art school. Ah. And, um, but then at that situation, you know, I had a, a, a family to take care of mm-hmm. and um, how, how, it was a difficult how, one because, sorry? sorry. How old was your family at this point? Um, so there, um, so my son will be 20 this year. That's my eldest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've, uh, Benjamin, he's 18. Yeah. Um, Oliver's 14 and Tyler is 13. Mm. So, but, I mean, we're talking maybe five years ago. So they would have all okay. been sort of early teens. You know, they were in high school yeah. and the latter part of primary school. Okay, so cool. they were, they were well on their way. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. say, give me a man until he's seven and I'll make him a man. So <laughs> they'd kind of passed, you know, yeah. the harder work. I actually love them when they're teenagers. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> But so, uh, but I, I I needed to make money. I needed to to do something that was um, business focused, and I was kind of in this situation where I'd been offered the opportunity to go to art school and and do something. And at that time, there was a florist called Jay Archer, and um, I had never seen work like hers before. I was like, wow, this is really artistic. It's very seasonal. She's giving herself permission to use things that as a trained florist coming from a shop background, we would never really consider using those things because Mm -hmm. your customer would be complaining or, you know, like, why are there weeds in my bouquet? Or (laughs) Um, So when I saw her work, I was like, that is really um, artistic. And I felt really inspired. And it kind of allowed me some permission to give um, to myself to say, actually, this can be an artistic pursuit. Mm-hmm. This can be the thing that I want to do. And maybe I'll just paint and potter and 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 do all these other things for a hobby. And I already had the skill set. You know, I was already a trained florist. I had, you know, years of experience, but in a quite a conventional manner that was very sort of mainstream flower shop vibes. Um, but I really wanted to do something that was a bit more different. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually, so I declined the um, art degree in pursuit of Wild Gore Studio and mm-hmm. it's been the best thing I ever did. Uh-huh. I think it's that thing of, uh, I maybe had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about um, my past and not having that degree mm-hmm. or, um, but I, I don't, I don't know that it's necessary. I really think um Whereas I think if you were listening to um, 
Catherine and I's chat, she, you know, she comes from having, she was at the Glasgow School of Art. She's a mm-hmm. very talented textile designer um, and she does have her de- art degree, you know. So we've all come from different paths mm. to get to, but she's ultimately the same point and we're, and we're doing something that we absolutely love and are passionate about. So I think it's important and it's something, even as a mother as well, that I am always saying to my, my boys, like there is no wrong path, you know, mm. you've got to find your thing that's a passion, so... Yeah, I think that's even more sort of prominent, especially in the creative industries. Yeah. I suppose maybe in a sort of corporate career ladder job, sometimes you do need certain education to get into places. But with the creative industries, it's even more so you can just find your own way and we all end up in similar places eventually. Was it 2017? I think we shot a wedding in Achnagairn. Yes, uh uh-huh. Yeah, and I think around about that time, you took on a new premises. Uh, was that your first premises, the one in the town centre? Yes, yeah, so we yeah we yeah. did. We, we took up. Um, it was essentially a pop up shop, so um, and a studio space, mm-hmm. um, and that was a great experience. It really was. Um, it was a pop up shop for one year, which rolled into two or three years. <laughs> um, because it was really well received and we really enjoyed um, showcasing other artists' work as well. So it kind of had a bit of a gallery vibe and we represented a lot of incredible Scottish makers and sort of design-led producers. So that was a good experience. Mm -hmm. But we outgrew it. Is this where you started teaching as well? Because I know that's a focus Uh, on your business. Yeah, so that's... That's a good question. I actually started Wild Gore Studio teaching before I even did a wedding under Wild Gore Studio. Oh, I started right. teaching uh-huh. and, and it was something that um, kind of lost its way via the pop-up shop and whatnot. We, I started doing sort of community classes um, in the town centre where I would just rent space uh-huh. and then I would drop up and we would do you know, flower crying class for two hours and mm-hmm. people would come. And so that was actually how the business started. Oh, okay. um, and it, it, so it's, a, it's, it's quite a funny one to look back on mm. because it seems a bit backwards, you know, <laughs> um, but it, it was something that I really had to um, remind myself of as well, mm-hmm. because once business takes off and you start to get really busy and your, your year is kind of governed by all of the jobs that you have on and uh, weddings and events. And so I had to kind of pull back and remind myself that I started it by teaching and that was my passion and it is my passion. So, mm-hmm. so teaching is um, a, a very prominent stream that we're promoting in the studio now because we're in a, a our newer premises, which we've been in for a year now. Yeah. So, so you've, you, you relocated what brought what brought that on? So we um, it's it's very difficult to do the work that we do in a city centre. I think mm-hmm. um, it can be quite a hostile environment with parking <laughs> wardens and and when you, um, we do have quite a lot of large scale weddings and events um, where we're you know you're lugging trees through the city centre <laughs> <laughs> and getting funny funny looks from the guy standing out beside the pub at 11 on a Saturday morning, you know, so um, we, uh, yeah, if, if, if I'm asked, are those for me one more time, you know, every time we'd walk oh, past, man. Water, yeah. oh, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
no they are not <laughs> um uh, so uh, the, the, we ran out of space uh-huh. and really because our our business is you know i really wanted to pursue the teaching i needed more space uh-huh. so that we could have a really beautiful place for people to come and have an immersive experience that is relaxing, that is focused on nature, and that you can really truly experience the seasons. And we were in quite an urban area, so that wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. So um, making the move out to Belladrum for us um, was ultimately in pursuit of some space mm-hmm. and just to create a really beautiful experience for um, our students and for our clients to come and visit us mm-hmm. so that they can come out and just really feel inspired. Like we we really love our studio um, and we love having people in it and, and welcoming us. I started working from home. Um, so, and for me, it was really important to have a space that was neutral, but a space that can be shared. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, we're, we're on an estate Mm. It's home to one of the largest music festivals in Scotland. Oh, I was, so, was going to say, you um, moved there for the music. <laughs> I know. Well, we've, we've, we've kind of had a long association with the festival um, that we've been kind of doing a lot of art and ins- installation work oh, okay. um, for them and kind of had an established relationship there. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, it's... Um, if you ever go to Belladrum, the, the, the studio's become a bit of a hotel on site. Oh, <laughs> We've got <okay>. the, <laughs> the, um, cause they sell all these sort of fabulous five-star teepees and whatnot, but um, oh. the studio is, yeah, l- last year we had, gosh, about seven blow-up beds in the studio. Oh, <laughs> that fantastic. is fantastic. We had a great time. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's such a beautiful grind, mm. um, and so we can go out for walks, and we can forage, and just um, really immerse ourselves in the seasons, which mm-hmm. you can lose sight of if you're right slap bang in the middle of a city centre. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're making so, me jealous. <laughs> so you've not been there. You've not been there too long. But how how has no. the space sort of evolved since you've got in? Have you sort of found the best ways of setting up and stuff? Yeah, we were involved in it as it was being built as well. So oh, wow, okay. um, I think the, the, the great um, thing about having had the city centre premises is, was that we knew what we needed, what what worked, how how the space needed to flow as well. Um, of course, like Joe, who is um, the estate owner, he obviously was working alongside the architects and stuff like that but it was very responsive to oh my gosh could we please have a giant cow trough so that we can just throw all our flower buckets in there and you know he got it for us and um just little things like the light fittings and Mm -hmm. and the the clad that we added and i mean it's evolved we have um it's quite a large square footage the light in there is incredible Mm. um we have these lovely um kind of Velux windows which come along um, mm-hmm. the ceiling by, by remote control because they're so high <laughs> and along the, the right hand wall we have these beautiful hand built French doors which were all done back to the original um, period because the studio used to be an old cart shed where they would you know place all the carts for the horses and whatnot back ah. in 
the old days. Mm-hmm. So um, all the original period uh, features have kind of been restored and kept. So there's there, there's a lovely charm about it. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a fabulous mezzanine space upstairs, which um, is ultimately our office space and dumping ground because we want <laughs> the place to feel kind of slightly curated as well. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one having a a functioning creative space <laughs> that is generally always quite messy and, and having that kind of yeah. curated thought out feel for mm. um, our visitors as well. But um, it's lovely. I mean, we, we tend to go over there even when we're not working just because it's a nice place <laughs> yeah, to meet. Yeah, it looks um, Everyone's so friendly out there mm-hmm. as well. So, <laughs> And we're hoping in time that um, other buildings will be developed for other creative businesses as well. So oh, wonderful. be nice to have a community out there. Yeah. So d- did you face any interesting challenges once the new building was built moving in? Did you s- struggle getting people to know your new location or anything like that? Um, so the good thing um, about saying that we're at Belladrum is that most people in the local area know where Belladrum is mm. because of the music festival. Um, so um, that was actually a, a bonus for us. Um, but once you're on the estate, there's definitely been issues for people trying to find us. I, which, I figured um, that. Despite, <laughs> despite the directions on our website. Yeah, which and, are quite extensive. Um, You've yeah. got very step-by-step <laughs> guides to, and you say, don't follow the sat-nav, it will not take you to where we are. I was like, oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but um, as as we tend to be a little bit, um, oh, what's the word? It, it buys us five minutes, shall I say, on any particular, <laughs> any meetings that we have scheduled. Yeah. Because <laughs> we know that everyone's always going to arrive five minutes late, yeah. so it gives us <laughs> a little bit of a breather yeah um but we, we'll, we'll work on some signage eventually um but it's part of an ongoing project as i said that we're hopeful that other units will become available for other creatives and whatnot yeah. so um but i think it, it's it's been a great move it's really elevated the business mm-hmm. and the brand and our approach to our work as well because with with a new building comes more responsibilities from a business point of view, mm. you know, financially, yep. like we have to make this work. We're not playing about. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's, it's, we feel like genuinely very, very blessed. I, I, I literally sent a, a, an off the cuff text to ask if they knew of anybody in the countryside that may have something. And literally within three days, the project had started. Um, <laughs> it was just really serendipitous time and really mm. grateful for the favor that we found at that time as well it felt really right yeah. and it felt right for the team as well because we were all at these um kind of points um of knowing what to do and lots of little sort of life transitions and it all just kind of came together and it was just really really good timing so mm-hmm. um but it is it's, it, it is lovely and we're really hoping that I mean, we've kind of been hit with a lockdown situation, obviously, yeah. and we were launching our career class this year, mm-hmm. um, which will still go ahead at some point. Um, but we had people traveling from from all over when we we did our first summer school last year, and um, people traveled from all over the country, and and that was really. I felt really emotional mm. because this was my dream to create this beautiful destination that people could come who are really passionate about flowers. And, and I think because I've been doing this for, 
for so long because a lot of people are saying well are you not setting up competition you know Ah, you're you're giving away your skill set and whatnot but I feel that I'm at that point where I'm ready to do that because mm-hmm. because of the experience that I have, you know, yep. and and I know that it's in reality it's going to take whoever I teach the same amount of time again mm-hmm. to really get to where they want to be as well because everybody's on a unique journey. Yeah, and so I think it's really important to be generous of with your skill set and mm-hmm. to give people that opportunity because that was the one thing when I was training that there were no schools in scotland and mm, um, there was right. no place that you could go and have uh, an, an ind- independent accreditation or a, a college course or, yeah. um, so that's why i kind of wanted to facilitate that as well mm-hmm. but ultimately to create a really beautiful destination in the scottish highlands mm-hmm. where people can come and really rest and lean into their sort of creativity and yeah pursuit of something new definitely i love that we've spoken quite a bit on this podcast about the idea of having a community or building a community over the idea of competition so it's lovely to hear you say that because we're big we're big believers in that absolutely i think you know even going back to your first question about like who are you the one thing that sets you apart is you nobody else can offer what you offer Mm -hmm. uh, in the same way that another florist can't do what I do because it's entirely unique. It's like a fingerprint. And so each person offers something completely unique to them. Mm -hmm. And there's freedom in that. There really is. Mm -hmm. And absolutely all about community over competition and, and, and just uh, supporting one another as well. Mm -hmm. It's quite an interesting one though, being um, up here in the sense of, you know, it's a different community in many ways uh-huh. you know I, I, I follow all the, these fabulous florists in Glasgow and Edinburgh and there, there, there does seem to be an obvious sort of connection between them all mm-hmm. but I, I feel kind of geographically although we're in the same circle mm. obviously I am like hundreds of miles away as well <laughs> yeah um, but it's nice that we can still support one another mm-hmm. um, and, and and even through Instagram lovely little messages of support or referrals mm-hmm. which is always um, important and we often if we if we can't do something we have a, a bank of people that we would gladly give the work to you know yeah oh, that's, um, yeah that's lovely yeah mm. well let's so you mentioned uh briefly uh Catherine was it sorry yes, yes. Catherine who, who else is on your team then so I mean Catherine is kind of the, the sort of stable studio manager and she's been training up as a florist mm-hmm. who is I mean, her use of colour and composition is incredible because of her background in textiles. Mm. Um, so we've been working away together. Um, we, I have a fantastic florist um, called Lucy. Mm-hmm. And Lucy worked in Narcissus in Edinburgh for, gosh, about five years. And then she moved up to the Highlands. Um, and then we also have Cara. And Cara came to us actually through the pop-up shop through... Um, Applied Arts Scotland where she um, was an intern with us for about a year and we've kind of hung on to her because we love her <laughs> again very hard. she went away to art school for a year and um, everything that she produced turned out to be beautifully botanical based mm-hmm. and again I was just so touched that the year that we'd spent you know we investing a lot of um, time and energy and nurturing with her because she was young you know she was a school leaver Mm -hmm. and then she went off to 
art school and she just started producing this beautiful work, really flower inspired. Um, so she freelances as well. And I'm hopeful that once, you know, lockdown picks up, that we'll all be able to come back together. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's probably the core team. I, my son, Benjamin, is actually a really great florist, but he's a bit of a fashionista. So oh, yeah. he's pursuing, yeah, he's pursuing a career in fashion but um i've always said to him he's got a great eye mm-hmm. and so we take we take people um on jobs with us you know mm. even if they aren't florists but they are you know creatives with experience in other industries there's there is a, a, a crossover when it comes to styling and things like that that people um you know have a natural ability to um mm-hmm. to do yeah. so uh, on the whole there's the, the four of us who are kind of like the core team yep and then you know, if, if if my son's looking for some uh, pocket money, <laughs> pocket money, he'll be like, "Oh my god, mom!" Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but you know, if he if he's got plans on Saturday night, he'll be uh, <laughs> looking for some work. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I must also say, like my partner Duncan, he, I mean, he works in the theatre industry, um, but he very quietly ticks away behind the scenes. Yes. He's designed our website. He's an incredible photographer. He is a very patient collector of receipts and bookkeeper. <laughs> and, and he helps you, you out know, with podcast mics and everything. And Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, honestly, Wild Gore Studio wouldn't be what it is without him, you know. Uh, he did. He worked. He actually worked full time with me for two years uh-huh. in the business, and um, yeah, part of that transition I was talking about with the new studio and and Catherine and all of that happened when we made the decision that Duncan would return to um, work at the theatre. Uh-huh. Um, but he still works behind the scenes and is still very much. Very organized, very, yeah, like he's one of these really sickening people who have both the left and right brain at optimum all the time. Oh, he's, he's very, very creative, I'm jealous. very musical, yep. but has this ability to be a complete techie geek <laughs> and loves a spreadsheet. So, yeah. you know, what's not to love? <laughs> oh my God, he sounds like Greg and me combined. <laughs> oh my God. I like this man. <laughs> Yeah. So, and and these are the practical things, aren't they? Mm. Of, of the sort of less beautiful, glamorous side of having to um, run a business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's all these things which do not come naturally to me at all. Mm-hmm. So, without him, um, yeah, definitely a key player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've met him in the morning before some weddings as well. I'm sure. Yes, how many uh-huh. how many people on average? do you take to set up a wedding? Uh, it depends on the size of the wedding. Um, yeah. um, I, I will always have another pair of hands with me, you know, um, for any size of wedding. And I think that's important just because, oh gosh, you know yourself, guys, there's so many variables as to what can happen. And so I'll always have somebody that's just that extra pair of hands or runner, even on a small job, because it just means that, it's done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've we've worked with some pretty big teams as well. Um, we did a wedding in October last year, and I think in total there was maybe about ten people on the team. Wow, um, that's huge. So that was, yeah, it was huge. It was a very it was the biggest gig we'd ever done. Um, 
And so they came in shifts and like we we were working solid hours, silly hours, working till, you know, two, three in the morning and then back on site for half five in the morning. And but you just have to do these jobs. That's the only way you can do it. But I actually, we, 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 I think we really, really enjoyed the job though, the sense of satisfaction of doing it. And so I pulled on uh, different freelancers and I had every member of my core team with us mm-hmm. um, as well. So, um, and it was great, you know, um, it's, for people who aren't florists, there's, it, it, we can cover a lot of miles, <laughs> you know, when you're working <laughs> on a site and you're back and forward, back and forward. So um, I'd say there was probably, you know, five florists on site or five or six florists. And then we would have a team of runners who would be there to help clear up after setup and mm. you know prepare flowers and get things ready so that we can move on to the next installation so um yeah so but that's fun isn't it you know oh, you've got yeah. this great big team and we had <laughs> <laughs> oh we ate so much junk we were just running on sugar <laughs> um, i'm sure there was many yeah. cups of tea had <laughs> yeah many many cups of tea um and that was that was over uh two different venues as well so there was a bit of traveling and we had some big like long wheelbase vans on the road Mm -hmm. and and it was great we we were on a mission we were in convoy and um but i'd say on average you know over an average wedding weekend it would probably just be three of us Mm -hmm. um and i feel that that's and that's that's okay you know um everybody has their kind of strengths within the team as well. You know, mm-hmm. like Catherine's really good at lovely detailed work and larger installations and Lucy's really good at her, at her hand ties. And, and I'm good at telling people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I always do the bridal work. Um, you know, if, if we're, if it's a team effort mm-hmm. um, and, and, and then more and more, I think it's really nice for the overall job for everybody to be involved so that it's entirely a team effort as much as possible. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's, yeah, every, every job is so different. Okay. It's really hard <laughs> to um, give a, an exact sort of formula as to how we work, but um, yeah. that's what makes it so interesting and exciting as well, though, is that we ne- we're, we're never repeating anything. And it was something that Catherine said as well, because, you know, she, she was producing beautiful textiles for a, like a, a seasonal collection. Mm-hmm. And so she would spend time in this design process and, you, you know, she would be stuck with this for an entire spring, summer, 2000, you know, <laughs> uh, collection. Uh-huh. And, and what she loves about it is this whole sort of transient nature of it is that we create this fantastic concept and like it's gone the next day and then we're on to the next thing, you know? <laughs> um, so that's quite exciting and quite invigorating mm. from an artistic point of view as well mm-hmm. is it just yeah. you guys yeah so we've got it's both of us and then there's a small sort of group there's one core member that helps out all the time and mm-hmm. filming and editing and then similar sort of if the job calls for it then we'll call in other freelancers as well right uh, yeah because cool. for you as well it's not just the the day it's all the editing and mm sound and yeah it's beautiful your work is beautiful oh thank you very much thank you <laughs> it's, uh, to be honest it's it, when we work with so many amazing suppliers and we're capturing their work like it can be made really easy to make things look yeah. beautiful because essentially most of the work's already done for us you know 
but is it there's a certain ability to tell a story though as well yeah. you know yes. I, I know that when we work we're always considering what is the photographer's framing here how <laughs> how do they see this you know when you're you know setting up a ceremony backdrop or, or whatnot so so that it's captured and then what we do does live on because mm. these are big investments but I always say to my clients that you know with the right photographer the right videographer they're going to make these creations last forever so mm. it, it is it's, it's a really lovely connection though isn't it that oh yeah I love it it feels like a collaboration that you are making these things mm-hmm. last yeah I've actually I have to say I've really been enjoying uh, your Instagram recently oh, thank you. I really loved I don't know if you found like an old shed door or something recently, but you post. I'll tell you, it's actually my front door. Okay. I currently do not have a front door. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's not going to be very secure. We, well, we live in the middle of nowhere, so we're fine. Um, maybe, maybe maybe publish this once, once I've got a front door. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We literally have a tarp with drawing pins. Um, so we, I had popped a thing on Instagram about, because we were humming and hawing, mm. of, what colour should we paint the front door? And I had this overwhelming response on Instagram of all these fabulous colours. And so we started stripping the door, because um, it's a very old house. I think we're, it's almost 200 years old. Oh, wow. Um, it's got these lovely double doors. Mm. But as we started taking the wood off, we realised that actually... It, it was it, it, it had seen its best days yep. so um so duncan who is capable of doing everything as it would appear yep. is actually going to build us a new front door so oh, a man of many um, talents honestly oh gosh i know but yeah <laughs> but score i had this fabulous backdrop yeah now. that's cool i really yeah. i mean well the door the door's not in this this uh slow motion video that you did but i actually just really enjoyed you throwing the petals oh. up in there and just watch them slowly come down. I'm thinking, man. Oh. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm looking at the 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 arrangement that you've got up, and it's uh, you know you, you've got a skull there. You've got very wild looking flowers against the shed. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that you're kind of inspired by you know your surroundings, the wildness. How yeah. hard is it to keep that aesthetic going when you're dealing with? Uh, what couples want their ideas yes I mean this is shot in my back garden because of lockdown it's an old wardrobe that I um, found in the shed whilst they were clearing out and I was like let's do this yeah Um, I find the couples that choose us choose us for that Uh so I found more and more so so we have a kind of a welcome letter that we pop out to all of our inquiries. It says a little bit about who we are and a little about even of our ex- expectations of them as well. Okay, cool. So that we're, you know, we're on the same page. And um, and then I go through things like Florist Choice, um, which is a package that we do for smaller weddings and whatnot. Um, but more and more increasingly, so people are just saying, like, we love what you do. These are our colors. Mm-hmm. This is the vibe. This is the venue. You know, all the little details of their bridal party, their gown. And more and more people are placing their trust in us to say, we're choosing you because we like what we see. Mm-hmm. If Does that make sense? Oh, no, totally. Yeah. So I haven't yet had any kind of situations where I've had to 
to compromise on a on a brief that's been suggested. Mm-hmm. That maybe someone will suggest something, um, and that and that's absolutely fine. You know, I mean, the classic one is, oh, we'll just have some baby's breath or something. You know, mm-hmm. these are, these are like classic sort of florist knee jerk reactions. Okay. You know, um, what is baby uh, breath? But, just uh, like gypsophila. Right. Okay. 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 You know, that's like the white yeah. um, thing that you would maybe get in a 80s bunch of flowers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some pink carnations. Mm-hmm. I actually quite like it. <laughs> I think it can actually be used in a quite an inventive way, but it's just, it's, it's one of those very traditional sort of go-to simple white. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I actually think it can be used in quite an inventive way as well. So there's nothing against chip <laughs> or carnation. Actually. I actually quite like a carnation. Um, but more and more people are giving us free reign creatively. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the best way to get anything out of your suppliers. Mm. Yeah. Because to, to, you, you just invest yourself so much in, in the job. You're, you're not taking any details for granted because – you just have this, you're, there's freedom for it to evolve so that if something's not working, it, it can become something else as well. Um, uh, how do I explain? There is just, there is just this freedom that you get from that. We, were, we, we, we listen extensively to our clients, to what their, what their briefs are. And then our job is to interpret that. We ask for lots of sort of visual inspiration from them. It's just so that we know that we're on the same page, and then we'll make suggestions. But ultimately, th- that that kind of a, a arrangement and conversation between the two of us means that we don't really compromise on our style. Uh-huh. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a couple a couple give you free reign, and you've got their sort of mood board, for instance, with sort of their plan for their wedding. Yeah. Where do you get your inspiration for your floral designs? Like, um, I guess, in just normal life sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, at the minute, I mean, we could go back to that picture. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got these fabulous um, foxgloves, which are just popping up in the garden. <laughs> I like the petals coming down in contrast. There was a lightness to the weighty sort of macabre sense of the skulls <laughs> and the wood. And, you know, so you had that kind of juxtaposition. Genuinely, I was in the garden. We've got these rambling roses. It's British Flower Week. I just felt inspired to go around and pick all the bits and pieces that I could find from the garden on that day. Sources of inspiration for me, though, are are everywhere. I'm a bit of a daydreamer, so I do spend quite a lot of my time <laughs> probably looking quite vacant because I'm thinking about, you know. <laughs> I love the way you put um, that. <laughs> but I am, like, I'm busy. I'm thinking, I'm working things up, you know, and I do invest a lot of headspace like that mm. even though it looks like I'm being entirely passive um <laughs> gosh I love interiors I love fashion I love theater choreography um lighting you know art all of that is all a source of inspiration but I, I, ultimately it's the seasons you know I think that's the thing like when I go out for a walk like what's happening around me, mm. you know, what textures and colours are taking place at the moment, how does it smell, everything. It's such a sensual medium to work with. It's very, very tactile. Mm. Well, that's interesting um, that you mentioned smell because that's obviously one sense that we don't really, you know, need to use in, in our creations. And I know Greg doesn't yeah. have a sense of smell at all, so he's probably thinking, <laughs> what, is, what is he talking about? Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Well, I think because it's yeah, a sense of smell is just so um, connected to memory as well. Mm. So we will always try to put this a lovely, unless there's a a pollen allergy, or sometimes we have to modify things slightly for um, for brides who have issues like that. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, I will always try and put a scented element in there, whether it's a herb or a flower or uh-huh. something that is just going to evoke the sense of memory uh-huh. that whenever uh-huh. they smell that, they're going to feel, oh, I had that in my bridal bouquet. Or, yeah. you know, and, and even just working within seasonality as well, that uh-huh. when anniversaries come round and <laughs> these flowers will be at their best every year, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important because when people... You know, even going back to Achnagir and where we did um, that first job together, um, people often walk into a space and it's the first thing they comment on. Mm. Um, even walking into the studio, um, we become quite immune to it because we're we're immersed in it every day. Mm. But there is that woody, earthy kind of flower shop smell, even though it's not a shop, but, you know, you get yep. candles called flower shop and whatnot. Um, I think it's really important because the whole experience mm. of the flowers is not just about how they look, it's about how they make you feel, mm-hmm. how, what do you smell, you know, um, it's a really sensory um, medium to be working in. Mm. So there's lots to consider as well. We often dabble with the meaning of flowers and in bouquets as well. So there can be elements that are used for various symbolisms and whatnot. Oh, okay. Um, which is quite a nice little touch, you mm. know, for for secret messages between people. That is very yeah. that is very cool. Can you can you? So I'm a complete uh, novice when it comes to flower arrangements and stuff like this. Can you maybe run through maybe a couple of your favourite symbolic flowers or gestures that you might put into a bouquet? Yeah. Um, so let me see. I mean, I mean, I like. Very simply, you know, if it wasn't even a romantic notion, like a yellow rose would be symbolic of friendship. So that's something that's quite a nice um, thing for anybody to do, Mm. whether you're getting married or not. Um, There's lots of um, flowers that you can use and like foliage, like myrtle was traditionally used as a symbol of of marriage. And that's quite a nice foliage that we use um, through things. Um, I'm trying to think of them all off the top of my head. (laughs) I know, Um, sorry. No, it's absolutely fine. Um, it's just, you know, that way you, I tend to go mm. <laughs> a little bit big. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's fine. laughs> do you need to, do you need to give much thought to where people are from and how the meaning yeah. of a flower changes depending on that? Mm. Um, yes. I mean, I think that's probably quite true. Um, we, a lot of our clients are international. So we, very regularly are dealing with people from you know other countries last year I had quite a strong South African contingency um all coming to the highlands of Scotland to get married so then we were using like blush bridal protea which grow wild for them you know and for us that's a really exotic um flower so I sourced those especially for those clients and um it was just something that meant a lot to them that was very very special you know mm. um the sort of the feel maybe more so you know like oh um sort of italian 
meets Scottish, you know, they have this sort of cross-cultural story that they want to convey as well. So um, using lots of different elements to try and pull the two cultures together, we do quite a lot of that. You know, there's a, a lot of the flowers that we use, you know, if you're using roses, often they have their own names, you know, like mm-hmm. purity, for example, it's a beautiful highly scented rose, Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other examples, you know, the sweet peas, they all just have lovely sort of delicate meanings. Some of the meanings are not so great. I'm not (laughs) (laughs) sensitive to things, but you know, like things like lilies and whatnot, you know, it's like my love is pure. Um, And it's just this lovely sort of subversive touch isn't it mm. that you can just like sneak little things like that in there um i was gonna say are there any uh, yeah some of them can be quite offensive okay, you know like okay. I, I think that, like a poppy or something is like i am not free which maybe you know oh. you don't want that in your bridal bouquet <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes um, <laughs> but yeah there's all sorts of lovely meanings and of course like going back to the Victorian language of flowers where people used to communicate their emotions through presenting little pockets of flowers, which is quite sweet. Oh, I didn't know but that. But yeah, there's lots of ways. Mm, that's very cool. With Jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives. Whether you provide a service like design, development or photography or offer advice to clients, With Jack is for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance shouldn't be complicated, so with Jack has made every step easy. You'll deal with one form and talk to one Jack as you sign up, get covered, and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms are faff, it means less. It's not about endless features and stale service, it's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye bye, unnecessary fuss. Hello, creative-friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. When you when, yeah. when you were speaking um, on your Instagram live to Catherine, I noticed that you were talking about a Scandinavian-themed styled shoot that you guys had done at some point. Uh, I don't know if you recall that um, conversation. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think which one that was. We did a, an exhibition for Icelandic designers. Oh, it might have been but- that. Yes, I remember the Icelandic designers part. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we, I mean, our family, Duncan's, um, stepmother is Icelandic and she, so we traveled back and forward to Iceland quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a fantastic country. Mm -hmm. Um, um, through, um, Applied Arts Scotland and, um, is it Crafts Scotland? We were asked to do, uh, to curate an exhibition mm-hmm. of um, Scottish and Icelandic designers. Okay. Who, um, it was part of a, a sort of cultural exchange uh, through Expo North. Have you guys ever come up for that? Uh, I No, actually. I've not even heard about it. Expo North. It, um, it was quite a big sort of industry conference mm-hmm. uh, full of seminars of um, filmmakers, writers, producers, mm. um, and then also makers, textiles, you know, all, all the sort of aspects of creative industry were involved. And so this was a, a sort of cultural exchange as part of that project. So, um, yeah, so we 
were commissioned to create this um, fabulous kind of showcase, mm-hmm. which was great fun. And of course, working with botanics and whatnot, I really wanted to pull together the, the sort of concept of the Icelandic landscape and the Icelandic moss textures. And we scorched, we created this um, very geometric, um, contemporary style kind of black house, if you're familiar with the mm. landscapes in Iceland. Mm-hmm. A lot of fabulous, striking black houses which just set out on the landscape there. So we did that and we, and we hand-scorched every panel of wood. It looked incredible. Created this these fabulous triangular partitions for the sort of geometric um, moss roof, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, so that was really good. Um, but the, the, Catherine and I have done quite a few interesting shoots. We, um, it's actually how we met. Um, uh, yeah. We were working with a fabulous French photographer called Charles Frigeur, who's oh, okay. worked, he's known as the Wilderman. The Wilderman, okay. Um, so he's done a lot of really interesting expositions all around the world of um, lots of um, varying cultures. But the Wilderman Project was um, a look into European folklore and paganism. So if you were to Google him, I think you would recognize a lot of his images. Mm -hmm. So we um, were asked to style five Scottish mythical beasts for a shoot for a client who needs to remain unknown <laughs> and um so but we had a, a finite time period in which to produce this we had to produce it in like four days or something uh-huh. and um so we were working with a uh, you, you, may, you maybe know of story in edinburgh uh, sort of filmmakers uh, not off the top of my head greg do you recognize mm. the name don't think so story no. yeah mm. story uk so it was an advertising campaign ultimately. Um, and so that's how Catherine and I actually kind of really got to know each other because <laughs> um, she had been approached and um, she, in her own words, was like, I feel like I need somebody else on board with this. And we didn't even know each other. She didn't have my telephone number or we weren't even friends on Facebook or anything. But we had a photographer friend who was a mutual friend who called me at eight o'clock in the morning saying, um, so we've got a friend uh, who really needs to get in contact with you. And it just so happened I was free. <laughs> so we went on this fabulous adventure to Iona and created these five incredible Scottish mythical beasts for this wonderful photographer. And that was just, that was the start of our journey together, actually. We were like, oh, we, we, Catherine and I joke, we're all so self-congratulatory, you know. Yeah. You know, when you, we're self-employed, you kind of have to be. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, we were, we were pretty delighted um, that we did it. But I mean, neither of us were really coming from a costume background, but mm. we just had this kind of skill set between us that we were able to pull together something that was really creative. And, and I think, you know, and I always bang on about this is that resourcefulness is about creativity you know mm-hmm. you know it's ultimately we're creating because often we need to you know <laughs> and there's there is a real relationship between resourcefulness and, and creativity and we just had to pull things together from everywhere gosh 
it was it was a great project but yeah yeah so lots of different things again it's not a a, a, a floral based project but a hundred percent a wild course studio project <laughs> as well you know yeah that's cool how does creating arrangements for a client like a wedding client mm-hmm. to an a sort of commission like that and your own sort of organised still shoot, how how do they all differ in terms of your approach? Um, I, I don't, uh, in some ways I don't know that they do differ um, just because every yeah. single job that we ever do is so different mm. from the other, you know. there's uh, There is a different air about being on set, you know. There's a different etiquette, you know, being at a wedding than there would be if you were, you know, working on set or doing mm. something that was a bit more sort of residential where you become a member of the crew and stuff like that. That's a completely different dynamic. Mm. Um, the, I think the approach is always, always to be doing our best. Like we're always pursuing to do the best thing that we can do. Um, the obvious differences are that perhaps we'd be maybe in a more formal setting where there's, you know, just a different way of, of conducting and mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a different um, professional footing that um, we try to minimise the amount of chaos that people see when we're on site <laughs> at a wedding, for example, because yeah. yeah. we don't want any of our clients being stressed out. But if you're working on a shoot or, if you're, you know, there is an element of sort of creative chaos on the sidelines that nobody's going to see. Mm-hmm. So um, that's probably an obvious difference yeah i've actually um, i've actually I noticed think our that creative approach is very much it's the same i think it is it's the same with anything that i would approach it's like you are giving off yourself as well mm-hmm. you just got to kind of step back and it's the same if you have blocks whether you're writing or whether you are um uh you know trying to frame something in a certain way mm-hmm. um it is okay to step back and allow yourself a bit of space to breathe. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it comes from a place of confidence as well. I think the more experience you get, um, and it doesn't mean that doesn't mean to sound cocky at all, because we still feel it. We still feel like total imposters, <laughs> or we still feel um, out of our depth. But we just thrive on that mm. as well. You know, we do. Yeah, there's just there's this kind of necessity to get through it, and that's where the adrenaline is because we're often doing things that we have never done before, um, but we know that we'll do it and that we can see it to the end because we have that kind of we've got the training and the skill set, and there's so much problem solving as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah. in, in anything that you're creating, so yeah, I, maybe that. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that that yeah. actually might be a good segue into talking about. Like so, so it, it's it's a wedding day. What is normally yeah. on the agenda for you, like from the moment you wake up? Uh, well, yeah, if I even sleep, I. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I'm saying. I don't at all want to sound cocky because I feel this stuff so deeply. I will be lying, thinking about buttonhole numbers and all sorts, <laughs> um, because I I really care, you know. Um, so generally we would be, again, depending on the, the, we'll work on the average. We'll be at the studio for about 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. A lot of prep work would be done the day before. Yeah. And perhaps the venue would even be dressed 
you know, to a point mm-hmm. the day before. Okay. Um, even if it's based up with um, foliage and whatnot, and maybe we will go in and refresh and add the more soft and supple elements um, on the day off. Mm-hmm. But generally we would go into the studio. Um, we like to have everything prepped as much as possible the night before. Um, my first point of call would be to to go to the bridal bouquets, see how things have changed overnight. Mm. Because obviously we're dealing with a perishable medium. Um, so I want to just do a quick qual- quality check, make sure all the flowers are at their optimum, make any changes that need to be made. Mm-hmm. And um, trimming all of the stems down so that everything's perfect. And then we wrap everything up with, you know, tissues and prepare. But I'll keep the flowers in a water source until we get to the venue. Okay. And whilst all that's going on, generally there's a lot of van packing, making sure they've got all the, <laughs> the tools and um, bits and pieces. that we, There's so much paraphernalia that yep. we carry around as florists, you know. <laughs> Tarts, buckets, saws, everything. And Lucy's hilarious. She's always got an axe on her, you know. She's like, she's a (laughs) warrior maiden. Um, I feel like I'm listening to an episode of Dexter or something. You've described (laughs) everything for the perfect murder. (laughs) Oh, my God. Honestly, it's... I, there should be a documentary made. Some of the stuff we've done, we've had like a full tree out the back of a van and like the, two of the girls have been in the back of the van with the doors wide open, oh. like the A-team, like holding <laughs> onto this tree whilst I'm driving over a field. It's just Amazing, crazy. amazing. <laughs> uh, we've had oh, so much fun. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so generally my, my attention is always on the bridal party flowers in the morning mm-hmm. of the wedding. Yeah. Um, and as much as work is done in in advance, um, on the morning of the wedding, we like to make sure everything is hydrated and and topped up. And it really depends on the use of the venue. You know, if if if, if tables are are being repurposed and whatnot, sometimes we'll be on site throughout the day, or mm-hmm. um, sometimes there's no need for turnarounds. So, and then little details like buttonholes, just. Lots of quality checks, making sure everything's as we want it. And then it's about the big reveal, isn't it? Yeah. Seeing your client. And sometimes for me, it's the first time we've even met in person Mm. because of the the nature of a lot of people are coming up to the Highlands and they're visiting. And so perhaps we've we've had a few Skype calls or phone calls over the months on the lead up to the wedding. But sometimes it's the very first time we meet. So, um, (laughs) And I still get emotional. It, um, I still get nervous as well. It's that walk to the bridal suite, and I still, I still feel that in my chest, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's a, it is a really special moment, and I know a lot of photographers have, have captured it. Um, I think, especially for our brides, because they've dreamt about how their day is going to look, and we contribute so much to that aesthetic. Mm. To know that they're happy is just such. You know, walking away from that room is one of the best feelings ever. <laughs> and uh, we all have little high fives and we often pull over until lay-by before we go back to the studio and just, like, lie on the ground and, like, <laughs> hugging each other. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, we, we really do enjoy what we do. It is, 
it is good you're making me really miss this now i'm i'm yeah. missing it as well uh yeah, yeah. i mean I, I i i'm with you i still get nervous going you know you know first time actually seeing the couple or or even just like going to the bride's yeah. house the time of the you know the the hours before the wedding it's like oh man i hope everything's going smoothly for them i hope everything's all right yeah. and just like i think there's just natural tension in there anyway isn't there yeah. um and some people are more chilled out than, than others and, <laughs> and some venues. It's just, it's just, every, it's, it's completely different mm-hmm. for every person. But I think there is a, a natural anticipation in the air yes. regardless, isn't there? Because yep. it's really special and a sacred day. And so there is this, you do walk into this air mm. that isn't like any other job either. You know, there's something really special yeah. about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was going to ask how you how it feels when the couple see that reveal because when we send off a wedding film mm-hmm. it's it's nervous but exciting but you don't see their reaction you just have to wait and get an email but yeah. i'm assuming most of the time you're there when yeah. they're walking into the room that must yeah that must most be amazing but also nervous yeah. <laughs> it is um I get really nervous when they're there when we're halfway through a setup Mm -hmm. and I'm always very apologetic going we're not finished yet but they're like oh my gosh it looks amazing I'm like but we're not finished (laughs) you know um so I I I really hope that people aren't like judging it until it's actually at completion Mm -hmm. but no it is a very very rewarding experience to know that you have captured what they've been holding in their heart you know yeah and i I don't want to sound too cheesy but i understand that you know our brides our grooms our couples they have a picture in their head as to how their day is going to be you Mm. know it's a big investment from them you know you are being trusted to to reimagine something that's in somebody else's head as well so we're we're very conscious of trying to communicate as clearly as possible Mm -hmm. um so that we're on the right page. So that minimizes the amount of stress that there could be. Yes. Um, but that feeling of, t- you know, we've had tears, we've had all sorts, <laughs> and it is a really lovely feeling. Yeah. It's nice because it, it is that thing. There's a sense, it, you know, we've re- reworked so many different rooms in so many different vibes. Mm. You know, you can create a completely different feeling in the exact same room. Yeah. And there is something really magical about that, you know, and, and it becomes unique to each person. But yeah, mm. it, it is. It's very rewarding. It's, it's, and even just uh, Catherine, we had a chat last week and she's like, I even miss being so exhausted and saying, I'm never, ever going to do this again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's very, very physical when mm. you're working in larger venues or across um, a few, you know, if it's a marquee and a house and mm-hmm. a, church you know it can be logistically challenging Mm -hmm. and often you know weekend stays away or overnight stays and but yeah we get such a buzz from it honestly (laughs) it's uh, I'm so glad I find out that floristry was actually a job (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. does it ever not to put a downer on this on this chat but does it ever make you feel sad that you don't get to see how the room is used or like obviously you get to take uh, the flowers to the bride and have that reaction but you don't get to see how it's you know how the party evolves how you know how yeah. your flowers are making the ceremony feel different does that ever do you ever think about those moments um, 
I do. I do often, actually. Mm. Um, and I think, I mean, we've established some really lovely relationships with cracking photographers over the years, you know, and they've been really generous and letting us see how the days evolved and whatnot. Yeah. Um, that's really important because we do feel completely out of the loop. We have been party to a few ceremonies where there's been the need for a turnaround. We have been able to stand in a balcony or, oh. and these have just been incredible moments mm-hmm. to see it because there's, I don't know if you feel it yourselves, but there is this thing about humans coming together, the sense of, uh, this, the sacred nature of vows being exchanged, the beauty of the couple, mm-hmm. the flowers, the happiness. <laughs> there's a there's an energy at any wedding oh, that yeah. we all feel, and we all get a wee bit teary, and we're like, oh, it's you know, it is, it's magic. Yeah, there's nothing else like it, and you can't help be moved by that, and you can't help um, uh, just. Yeah, just feel it because it is. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we will stay on site really until uh, you know the last minute. You know, because if there's candlelight and whatnot, we really like to control as much of the aesthetic as possible. Yeah. Just you know, for our um, accountability to the client mm-hmm. as well. But we will stay and light candles for the aisle and, and and stuff like that as well, so that we can really see it finally set up yeah. because even the room can be done but once those candles are lit something magical just happens mm-hmm. and that just is beautiful so i mean there's been a few occasions where we have been on site for the entire day because there's been some you know reasons to repurpose um elements mm-hmm. so you do see kind of how it flows but i would just love to go to some of the weddings that we do <laughs> have a little yeah. <laughs> glass of champagne and, <laughs> and and actually you know what just not be tired and maybe mm. like wear something pretty you know when you go <laughs> up to the, the bridal suite and everyone's immaculate they've got their hair and makeup done and you're just like a sweaty mess because <laughs> you've been up a ladder <laughs> fixing a tree <laughs> Yes, um, I often get yeah, that way as well, like, and I'm not. I don't even go <laughs> up ladders. I'm just like maybe it's a really hot summer's day, and I'm just holding a camera and this like they're like looking at me going, "What is it? Is, are you okay? Do you want some water?" I'm like, "Yeah, I would love some water." <laughs> yeah, but no, I think it is. I, I would. I would love. I can. I kind of imagine how it would go. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I, it's a good question. Yeah, I actually didn't realize you, you you'd stay for as long as you do. Actually, uh, so that's kind of that's, that's uh, really on occasion cool. we do. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the scale of the job. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, there have been mm-hmm. quite a few occasions that we've we've stayed on. Yeah, and do you, so? So, what's the protocol for like after the wedding? Do you need to bring the van back and pick stuff up or? Yes, again, it depends on the venue's policy. Different venues have different okay. kind of ideas, and it depends on the client's usage as well. Yeah. So okay. It, can that be Very a... rarely have we had to strike, you know, we've had a few sort of overnight takedowns, mm-hmm. okay. but not many. That's normally the following morning. Mm-hmm. And does that ever make you feel sad? They're like, oh my goodness, they partied so yeah, hard. It, what have they done to this place? Yeah, like honestly, <laughs> when you spent like an hour or so obsessing over bridesmaids bouquets or something and then you find them in the middle of a dance floor <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
It's pretty soul-destroying part of the job. But you know what? We've had a great time. That's right. I suppose it's like... Um, it's like dying, but dying that like suits your purpose, you know, like these flowers Absolutely. have fulfilled yeah. their destiny. They have, you know, Absolutely. that's it. And like literally, you know, lying on the dance floor next to a <laughs> d- discarded stiletto. What better way to go? Sometimes I have found myself lying on the floor next to a discarded stiletto in my partying days. Oh man! Um, Yeah, you know, as you say, it it has served its purpose, and and I know because one of the questions we always ask our clients are, who who are your photographers? You know, Mm. who who are your filmmakers? Who's capturing this day? (laughs) Um, Because I know that they will capture it beautifully. You know, and and they've done their job. Mm -hmm. You know. Sometimes we try and repurpose things where possible. You know, some some of our clients will, you know, donate flowers to the hospice or or they'll give them out as as gifts to their own guests and whatnot. So as much as possible, um, we try to encourage people to reuse their flowers Mm -hmm. um, so that there's just a minimised wastage and also they're getting the most out of it. So. so yeah, different. Uh, the worst thing has got to be candles and wax, though. You know, I think that's probably <laughs> the, the most gruesome task is dealing with all of the melted wax uh, and yeah. yuck. But hey ho, yep. That's for that's what Mondays and Tuesdays are for. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You mentioned the photographers, obviously capturing yeah. the florals and images and stuff. Yeah. Where. Do you get in touch with photographer to ask if you can get some photos for for your Instagram or anything? Um, sometimes, um, sometimes the clients just um, will, will be very excited to share them with us anyway. Um, so sometimes it comes via the, our clients. Mm. Sometimes the photographers, because we've already got a, a, you know a. a a standing relationship they will just automatically in our inbox will pop up some lovely pictures from a job that we did six months ago uh-huh. which is always a really nice surprise uh-huh. um and then sometimes i will just stick my neck out and say listen do you have any pictures you know i I'm always respectful of the client and whatnot but we i think when it comes to some of the jobs that we've done i really have wished that i'd taken a photographer myself because it's a, it's a very difficult one to build a portfolio without those images. You know, mm. you really need to yeah. be able to show clients what you've done mm-hmm. and, and what what you've been capable to produce in the past. And and sometimes with the, the larger scale work for um, sort of confidentiality reasons and whatnot, you're not allowed to share those images. And, and that's part of agreements that we sign in order to fulfill these jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... Yeah, on the whole, I think there'd be a lot to be said for taking a, a photographer with us so that we can get all these images. Um, but that being said, nothing beats the actual live action of the day, you know, yep. of actually having the bride there beneath that arch or, you know, the tables full of people mm-hmm. enjoying the celebrations rather than just a staged empty room with lovely flowers, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I will contact people and ask for pictures if they are willing to share them that's fantastic if not i have not because i asked not (laughs) you know (laughs) so 
but yeah, it's just, it's, 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 um, most of the time our clients are very excited to share their pictures with us anyway. Mm-hmm. And we don't even have to ask. So, yeah. um, that's nice. And we really appreciate it because it genuinely is the only way that we can kind of build a, a, a working portfolio of actual real life jobs that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. well, a lot of our listeners uh, are obviously photographers and, and filmmakers. Um, mm-hmm. So, how, how, what would you like from us to help you run your business, to help you do your work? Is there anything that we can do to make it, e- it easier for you on the day or after? Or? I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that I've actually had any problems. I've found the photographers that we have worked with to be very, very generous and very appreciative as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I've had lovely emails. I mean, we work with, um, you know, Carol Weiss, um, mm-hmm. Harper Scott. You know, I don't want to go into naming everybody because there's so many fantastic <laughs> um, photographers out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll often get a little note saying, you know, what, your flowers are beautiful at the weekend, here's some pictures. And that, that means a lot, you know, because yeah. uh, it means that they've – find job satisfaction and having something of interest to, to shoot. Mm-hmm. And that they've, they've shared that with us because I realize it's one of those areas of, you know, the, the sort of, what you call them, the intellectual property rights of the photographers. Mm-hmm. You know, the images are the photographers and then ultimately the clients because they've paid for them. But ultimately we've also created this beautiful scene as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's really nice when there's that spirit of generosity amongst people where, there's just that mutual appreciation for what each person does in order to create the big picture, if you understand. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't necessarily make any changes, but just encourage that um, continued spirit of generosity and openness mm-hmm. because it is, there is that collaborative approach to everything yeah. that we do. When you have a, a group of creatives together everybody's contributed in some way um Mm -hmm. and i I think that's lovely and also work begets work you know um if if i'm sharing an image that of something that i've created but it's been shot by another photographer we will always tag that photographer or filmmaker Mm -hmm. and and in the hope that you know we'll find a client together through that as well you know um and so it's it's extending the photographer's platform as well so that they can mm. not only share on their own platform but they can share on all the other suppliers platforms as well because everyone's excited to to share this day you know that's been produced by varying suppliers mm-hmm. and, um, yeah so, and all- yeah i think it's good i think it's good marketing sense as well to yeah to to have that um approach mm-hmm. i know that's actually a big thing for photographers and filmmakers because um, not not everyone does tag, so we really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I think it's 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 good etiquette to to tag the photographer and to to tag anybody that's been involved in the making of the image mm-hmm. you know, as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. What form of marketing is most successful for you, like referrals or? Yeah, uh, online. again, I would say that sort of collaborative relationship from photographers. We, I mean, we've had a lot of referrals from photographers um, for next year as well. Because um, I, I, we, on our website, we have a, a wedding submission form. So we'll take in um, 
all of our inquiries through the website and we ask a series of questions of the couple um, about their venue, their date and who their photographer is. And then we ask um, how they heard about us as well. And often or not, um, the photographer has been that point of referral. So um, that's that's why I really don't have anything <laughs> to, to say about the improvement. I think it really is a, a, about that relationship mm-hmm. and just being kind to one another and open and yep. being sure that we're respectful of each other's medium and sharing their work as well and, and putting themselves out there whether it's a tag and um, credit to their, their work online. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, again, venues as well are a good point of referral. Um, once you establish relationships with venues, mm. um, they're, they're keen to see you back. So um, most of our work comes through referrals and, and like I, I'm not actually sure how our business rates on the google <laughs> the google list you know if you're like S- scottish florist and to google i don't know what happens yeah. but um uh, i'm pretty sure we're not at the top but um it's mostly it's very very relational mm-hmm. it really is it's, it's um any job that you do is an advert for the next job isn't it yeah. you know and it is um you have a captive audience as well of, of people. And a lot of referrals, I mean, because this will be our fifth year now, have been, I was at my friend's wedding and you did, you did her flowers. And so we're starting to see that trickling through the referrals as well, yeah. which is always very nice. But I mean, I, I really love the community of um, venues specifically up here. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of, we do look after each other Um and we, we have received a lot of lovely, lovely support from um, venues. I, I don't know if, if you've worked at the Dell of Abernethy. Um, uh, oh, no, actually. A place we go to quite regularly for very, very small, intimate weddings. Uh-huh. But, you know, just very kind people. And, yeah, you reap what you sow, don't you? You've got to just, like, um, treat other businesses the way you would hope to be treated as well. And, uh-huh. um yeah. It's all common sense, isn't it? Just yeah. don't be a dick. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> it. Like, yeah, exactly. you, you said it perfectly. <laughs> Actually, you know, the, the thing you mentioned about, you know, your, 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 your job is marketing for the next. Uh, Greg and I, one of our first wedding couples, uh, it must have been about 10 years now, maybe nine, nine, 10 years. We're still getting mm-hmm. referrals from that wedding. It's so wonderful. relationship building is so important. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just, um, yeah. It is. And, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's quite a funny thing, again, because, you know, we're based up in the Highlands. And um, so we don't necessarily have that opportunity to go to these fabulous kind of hipster wedding fairs that you guys have <laughs> down the road. And, you know, there's, there's really nothing like that happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd struck up a few um sort of mutual jobs that we've done and like the carols again are another oh, um, one of our favorite uh, sort of photographer husband and wife duo mm-hmm. and we had yeah. this kind of like online relationship going for quite a while <laughs> and we only we only actually met last year and yet we had this kind of relationship through instagram where we'd maybe done a few mutual jobs together mm. and having never even met you know <laughs> we could still have this relationship and i think you know instagram is fantastic for that yeah. and it, you know now we've met them and they're, they're the most delightful couple ever and uh, but it is just that 
conscious effort of just sharing and including people and having that sense of community rather than just like holding everything to ourselves because we're just not going to move forward that way are we yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. actually we were we were invited to um uh a, a christmas do at their house which was just just lovely just you know oh. just to put down the cameras and just be with them on a total social level i just you know, you you don't you don't need to always be working to to um, create these great relationships with other people. So, absolutely, yeah, I yeah. When they came to the studio, um, we were shooting a wedding at Achnagaran again, and they came around the studio mm-hmm. for afternoon tea, and uh-huh. you know, just that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have other facets to our personalities yeah. and abilities and you know they're really passionate about the outdoors oh, and, yeah. and yeah. nature and and we just find so much common ground and <laughs> like you know even 80s background in production and mm. television and, yeah um it is because that's the thing we are more than what we do at the same time as being all that we are in what we do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I do want to get on to your subscription service. You've got, you, I, yeah, I, sure. I actually, I, I love that you've got so many facets to your business. It's not just weddings. It's not just elopements. Yeah. You know, you do a whole host of things. Um, but I do want to draw people's attention to your subscription service because on your website it says, okay. bring the seasons into your home for monthly hand-delivered curated blooms that will allow you to pause create space for yourself and to explore your creativity through nature. That sounds yeah. awesome. So I, yeah. talk to us about this. So it's cool. It's, it's something that unfortunately we have shelved temporarily because of the lockdown situation. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And because, well, I, I had to make a pretty, we had um, a, a bereavement at the start of lockdown as well. Oh. And so I made the decision based on um, the, situation we find ourselves in as a family mm-hmm. that we were just going to hunker down and ride out the situation yeah. um and also at that time there was um very intermittent supply of flowers and whatnot mm. um so um we will be relaunching that um later in the year um it's, it was a really it is a lovely thing to receive we have these beautiful hand-built garden trugs um because we wanted it to feel really personal mm-hmm. though you know we, we we actually kind of did this like whole role play of like passing things around the shop like <laughs> how, how do you feel and then we then we passed the truck and we we're like oh my gosh that's it that feels so nice <laughs> 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 so, you do literally get this truck of flowers mm-hmm. delivered to you and the idea is that it's a very sustainable um way that we're not using excess cardboard or packaging Mm, um and and these are recycled every month um, with people returning them with each delivery um and so so that's just for local people more so then yeah it's much more local Mm -hmm. um right but for me again it was just a a tool to try and build that community of Mm. flower lovers because there's actually quite a few people out there who really appreciate this um and it's it's something that when people receive the flowers um we have a sort of care guide and instruction but it's not just about getting the flowers it's about really clearing the decks 
you know, lighting a candle, burning some incense, doing whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. make a cup of tea, create that space for yourself so that they can really explore creativity and create something that's not just, oh, you know what, I'll get some, you know, a bunch of flowers from Mm-hmm. the supermarket yeah. and dump them in a vase or whatever, <laughs> that people are really taking the time to consider the shape of everything That because the flowers have all been really thoughtfully put together and kind of curated, as it says, through the seasons. Mm-hmm. So and we're working with, we've got a, a few really fantastic growers up here as well. So it's really important to us that with each month, each uh, bouquet because it's not even really a bouquet it's deconstructed everything's mm-hmm. um deconstructed for the receiver to create something out of but the, all the elements are really evocative of each month so that mm-hmm. it feels you know like in january it feels really structural and textured because there'll be branches with lichen and it'll be kind of frosty whites and greens and mm. so that it feels really kind of fresh but emergent of January and then coming into all the other months throughout the season Mm -hmm. we want it to feel like this is July in a bunch (laughs) yeah I love that Um, so and then with that the idea is that there would be uh, an online tutorial with it so that there's this whole engaging with the community as well so that um, people can also they're they're gaining a skill Mm -hmm. and incentives on the back of that as well is that as part of that flower community they, they would get the sort of benefits and discounts for our community classes which we do every month on uh, for sale on the website as well mm-hmm. um, so but for now unfortunately that kind of package is shelved and hopefully we will be able to um, relaunch that again mm-hmm. um, I just they're not, I think by the end of this month things are going to be a little bit more relaxed and, and lifted. Uh-huh. So um, it's just because I've got, I've had vulnerables in the house and mm. I, I really just didn't want to be in that position of being out and about. Mm. I like to, to know where I stand and yeah. that's um, <laughs> where we're at. I'm, so. I'm the same with you. I like to know exactly where I'm, where I'm at with this thing. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think kind of one foot in and one foot out. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, I know. There was just already too many. Yeah other things going on so Mm. but no it is a lovely thing it's been really it was very very well received and and people can subscribe for a three month six month or 12 months Mm. so made for a fantastic gift Mm -hmm. to give to people Mm. our lovers in their lives um and it's something that we will probably look to um reduce to maybe even just a monthly but perhaps not with the drug system Mm. but um so that people can dip in and, and get a feel for um, what it feels like to, to receive this as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when we get back into the studio, there's going to be an awful lot of brainstorming mm. and, and working out how we can offer new, exciting um, things for our clients, yeah. even in this situation, you know, because uh, yeah. we were doing the flower hour for um, every weekend and as part of the flower hour I would do a live tutorial um, in my kitchen and then I would invite people in the flower community to join me live and so we were we were sitting around we had people from Germany and from like various (laughs) states America like Colorado New York wow that's awesome um, 
London, Edinburgh, and and like local people as well. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a great experience because I, I mean I didn't know these people; they were just people um, that um, are following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so I'd really like to do a bit more of that as well. Yeah. Um, that was just a bit of a you know we're all in lockdown together. Let's have a bit of a jolly. So. Um, it was just something that was quite relaxed and mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think we need to make the most of <laughs> what's happening right now. Yeah, I, I 100%. And the reason, well, the reason I want to talk to you about your subscription, because in my head, the assumption would be, okay, it's just, it, it's like like I have a coffee subscription and the coffee comes to me, it's in right. its bag, and that's kind of it. But then I was, you know, you read the, you read about the online tutorial each month, and you know, yeah. creating a space for yourself. And it's again, we're all about very much like creating experiences for your clients, and I think that's really important. Yeah. And the fact that you, you just you not only created the subscription, but you made it more of an experience, more about community. I actually just fell in love with the idea, mm-hmm. so. Um, oh thank you yeah yeah and I think uh, yeah we will 100% be be getting back to that in the not too distant future mm-hmm. and I think that was a thing for me like it's more than just the flowers it yep. is that whole thing of how how do they make you feel you know mm-hmm. um and people do feedback they say oh my gosh um and they, they'll tag me in their pictures and stuff afterwards mm. and you know that they've, they've they've had this time that they just created an hour, and nobody's disturbed them. They've just made something really beautiful, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just yeah. need to create beauty in our lives, don't we? Just yeah. to take a, a half hour out and do something like that, I think it's really productive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good for everyone's mental health as well to to take time out to do whatever it is that you choose yeah. is good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, carving out some space. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you absolutely. And and uh, sorry for your loss. I I don't think we uh, we said that. But uh, oh no, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, you mentioned earlier the professional course, and yeah. is that something that has to be in person, or is that online as well? So at this point, there is something that is in person. Um, yeah, it's a six month career course, so it would be um, one full weekend once a month so that gives people the opportunity to have an ongoing learning experience as well so there would be an accountability out with the classroom as well Uh so that they can go and they can grow and experience but the the, the real um thing behind that thinking was also that it's going to take us through the seasons as well so that would have taken Uh us through spring into summer and then into autumn so they'd be working with lots of different mediums, working with different textures, and then just getting a real sense of capturing the seasons as they learn all of their um, elements as we work through. So the, the course has been designed um, for people with with flower knowledge or without any flower knowledge, but with a desire to pursue this as a career so that mm-hmm. they can learn the fundamentals of wedding work and prepare, you know, basics of preparing, conditioning flowers. Mm-hmm the whole consultation process, the business side of things. Yeah. Um, and then all the, 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 the small fine details and tricks of the trade so that people can move forward mm-hmm. and, and pursue something for themselves. So, um, so that was running over six months and we had 
um, a nice group of students who were signed up to that. But again, because of lockdown, yeah. we've not been able to do that. So that will be, um, there will be, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm just watching the, the government guidelines as to when we'll be able to reinstigate that. But mm-hmm. um even since I've been doing the the flower hour, um, as part of the sort of lockdown flower party, people have been showing interest that they've been really enjoying doing it at home. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful that you know that that would be something that people will be interested in mm-hmm. moving forward. So for this specifically for the professional course, they will get absolutely everything from me. Mm. Um, any questions. Any, anything you know um, mm-hmm. it's, it, there is an element of flexibility in it that I really want it to be tailored to the group that I'm working with mm-hmm. and the groups will be small you know um, I'm looking at like five people so that they're getting a really intimate experience of every element of floristry that we can possibly mm-hmm. touch on in that time period so yeah, that's cool. yeah I, I was I, I was yeah I, I, that, that was the pretty uh probably the biggest blow this year because i was really excited to be launching that um and really honored that people trusted us with that investment as well Mm. um you know when you dream something up and then it becomes really real because people are (laughs) actually choosing to invest in their own futures with you um i felt I actually burst out crying. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, I'd, I'd just been to see Little Women at the cinema, which, um, and I came out, and I, I don't know if you know the story of Little Women, but in the end, Joe establishes this school, you know, and it's this heartwarming ending with bundles of books and, you know, all of this, like, slightly nauseating charm and then I came out and I had my first student booked on the, the professional course and I literally burst out crying <laughs> so yeah it felt like a, a bit of a a, a blow mm-hmm. this year but we will pick it up and we're not alone yeah. and uh you know creatives we're gonna keep creating aren't we yeah I, I take I take it part of the co- like um part of working with the flowers is you know actually like getting to understand how you handle them how you cut them like all these uh, practicalities i suppose yeah yeah there's a whole process of conditioning and sourcing Mm. um color theory you know you're a lot of the time you're placing these orders kind of blind as well. So, I mean, as much as possible with our local growers, we can have that interaction. And like even last week, my grower said, okay, we're, I'm ordering my stuff for next year. What are the color palettes that we're working with? And so that's a really important relationship for me to have an input there as well. Yeah. That she'll say, okay, you know, what are the trends? What's happening? What are your, your briefs? And, and so that's a very treasured relationship actually um but yeah the whole i mean different flowers need to be treated in different ways um and as much as possible because you know we are working with a perishable good you're constantly trying to um protect the flowers to get them to their optimum and everything needs to be treated quite differently and the only way to really get to know that is to have that hands-on experience Mm -hmm. which is what we're hoping to give in the studio as well so yeah it wouldn't be something you did online i would love to do it online and it's something i would love to explore maybe i'll speak to you guys sure yeah. it has to be done 
very, very well mm. or I won't do it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like it's something I can sit and film on my iPhone. Mm. It's not something. Yeah. Um, it needs to be entirely engaging. It needs to be beautiful. It, it needs to be almost like poetic in, in the aesthetic mm-hmm. as well as like educational, informative. Yeah. Um, it just needs to be really good quality. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I'm equipped to do on myself, but I would absolutely... Because there are some, there's quite a few people in the industry doing some beautiful um, online schools, yeah. Um, of which I've been part of and I've followed. Um, and for that reason, it has to look beautiful. Mm. It has to be something. And I would shoot it in the studio. Yeah. Oh, the studio is um, a beautiful space. How, how could you not? I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. It, but it's one of those things that I, I think it needs to be, you know, thought out mm-hmm. and presented in the best possible manner in order to warrant um, people's investment as well. Of course, so yeah. They're actually getting exactly what you're offering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, well, yeah. yeah. Watch the space. If that ever comes to f- uh, fruition, we can, um, you know, it would be an honor to help you yeah, do something. Yeah, um, be good. Yeah. So like, like I said, you've got loads of facets to your business. And if you do not mind me asking you about this, um, uh-huh. Which brings in the most capital for your business? Um, the wedding industry. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, we do a lot of weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how many would you say you do like a year on your normal year? On an average year, oh gosh, I don't know, like 45 or something. Okay. I think that's an average. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not excessive. It's not like, oh, we do 90 weddings a year. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather take good jobs and have less of them yes mm-hmm. and we, we 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 haven't been able to say yes to everything either so there's there's, mm. there's yeah because it's not just weddings that we do you know there's yeah. the festival season there are the installations that we're commissioned to do mm-hmm. and, um we're in a u- unique position up here as well where we have a lot of country estates so we yeah. have um relationships with with them so when property owners are in the country and they have an expectation that we would have, you know, house flyers and whatnot. So those contracts are quite important to us as well. Uh-huh, of course. Um, so maintaining, you know, some really beautiful properties full of fresh flyers for, for arrivals and private functions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that is another facet of our business. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as actual capital, just because it's en masse, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many of them. I would probably say that's our main revenue. Mm-hmm. Um but not far behind. Where's Duncan with a spreadsheet? I know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I would say uh, probably, you know, the classes are not far behind that. Yeah. That's, and, and that's that's important as well because there's a need for continuity in that, you know, and we do that every month. Every month out with lockdown, there will be a community class and every month there will be a master class um, as well, um, which is something that's a little bit more in depth and a lot more time and a lot more flowers to play with as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the weddings probably are the, the mainstay of the business, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. but we still enjoy the diversity of what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and um, yeah, there's no job too big or too small either. You know, we 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 say yes to all sorts of strange things, and a lot <laughs> of the time it's just for the sheer enthusiasm and yeah. and love for it as well. It's not always about the big gigs. Well, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a good approach to have, uh, I think. Yeah, and actually, you know, I had a great conversation with the Carols about this in the sense that, you know, a lot of the clients that we work with are creatives themselves. 
you know, they work in, in the arts and in some form. And, well, we know that the, <laughs> the arts sector, you know, there's not always a huge amount of money to be made in that, you know. And so it's not always about that. It's about the essence of the day and the people behind it. And we just want to do a really good job for these people too, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's really nice to work with these people. So it's not always about, you know, big budget weddings or mm. it's yeah. um it's a very unique individual thing as well isn't it mm-hmm. and i think when you do have the the pleasure of working with these people that they, they bring something unique to the day as well yeah absolutely yeah and one question we always like to sort of ask and sort of wrapping up is do you have any book recommendations for our listeners uh, surrounding the industry or like what i do or it could be anything yeah. It could, book. yeah. Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. I read it every year without fail. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have never heard about this book. What What is it? Oh gosh, it's like it's it's poetry and prose, and you're familiar with Khalil Gibran's quotations or or Rumi or you know it's yeah. it's, um, yeah. Yeah. it's beautiful. It's yeah. philosophical. It's um, yeah. Just get it. It's a very, very easy read. It's it's like a <laughs> pocket novella. Um, it's about humanity. It's about how we should treat one another. It's it's beautiful. It's like ancient wisdom, mm, and it's something I like the sound that of that. I yeah. or would read together. Even it's it's just it's it's really beautiful. It's just captured me. Um, so yeah, yeah that, I think that would be my off the top of my head choice. Awesome. Yeah, that's no, a good one for people yeah. to sort of get into, and even more so yeah, at this definitely. time, I guess. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 um, it's just lots of nuggets. You can just take a page and let that ruminate for a day and then mm. crack on <laughs> with your work, whatever <laughs> you're doing. But no, it is. Yeah. I just, I find it absolutely beautiful. But it's, it's very old, so. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. Well, I might have to... Uh, Nab that from somewhere. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. It's been a oh, it's a pleasure. It's been a Quite pleasure. Yeah, it's been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and and obviously thank you to your to your techie behind the scenes. I will. Where would you be without Duncan? So tell uh, tell listeners where they can find you online. Okay. Um, well, obviously on our website, I think if you just Google Wild Gorse Studio, it comes up, but it's, um, I don't even know where. <laughs> I'm trying to do. <laughs> just Google Wild Gorse Studio. I, I've, I've, I just looked up your um, address just now, just to clarify, it's wild-gorse.co.uk. Yay, thank you. So that's our website. And, yes. Um, we spend most of our kind of, social media time on Instagram. Um, mm. I very, very rarely check into my Facebook, which I really actually need to do because I find that it's maybe more of a local market that are on Facebook, but as Instagram is this fabulous melting pot, isn't it? Across it, the world, yes. it feels mm-hmm. slightly more, what's the word? I don't know what the word is. Yeah, it's just like there's a bit more diversity. People are from all over, mm-hmm. aren't they? Um, but yeah, eclectic, be, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we we have a profile on both, and pretty sure there's a link tree on our Instagram, which would lead you to all of our 
um, social media outlets as well. So, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Uh, yes. Yeah, check us out. Give us a wee like. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, absolutely. Please do, <laughs> listeners. It's good to support each other. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And I really appreciate it. It's been really awesome. nice to talk to you, actually. It has, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Because obviously we realise it's uh, it's Friday afternoon. It's you know a good couple of hours out of your day. So we really do oh, appreciate you spending it's this no time problem. with us. I, there's not very much happening at the moment. So um, um, mm. it's, no, it's really nice to connect and just uh, feel included in the community that we're talking about as well. So thank you. I really really <laughs> appreciate it. And uh, people can find us where, Greg. And people can find us at Cinemate Films on Instagram, Facebook, website, cinematefilms.co.uk. Yep, if you have any questions, just fire them into our DMs and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. We hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, hit that subscribe button so you know when the next episode goes online. Please leave a review. That is a massive help in order for us to grow this podcast. But if you don't want to do that, that's totally cool. Maybe just tell a friend. However, until next time, enjoy your life.